Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host today, and thank you so much for checking this out. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, what's up? Welcome again. I'm super stoked you're here. I appreciate it. And if you're wondering what Strength of Body and Mind is and what it's all about, this whole podcast and the entire Strength of Body and Mind and Sobem Gear Company brand uh, all of those together, they're built off of one foundational pillar. That foundational pillar is this, is that I believe that the mind-body connection exists in a way that is far beyond what we as people um, understand, okay? I think there is so much more to how the mind and body play together than we have put energy into studying, Okay, I believe there's more there than we have put energy into caring about. And I have experienced firsthand this kind of like next level thing that I, I, I have a hard time articulating. But essentially what it really is, is the confidence and self-belief that you can generate off of the back of doing good for your body. And then watching that cycle end this enter into this endless feedback loop that puts me, all right, and can definitely put you and other people into a position to absolutely win consistently over and over and over and over again. Now, this is something that's real. It's not bullshit. Uh, a lot of people hear this for the first time and they think it's just some weird, heady bullshit, but it's actually re absolutely real. And it it's really, it sounds that way because it's an extremely understudied and, and widely misunderstood topic, okay? But I firmly believe that the, the mind-body connection is extremely important and not enough people give enough credit to it. So the purpose of this podcast is to bring a lot of awareness to that, okay? It's completely free and the intent is to educate people on the fitness side and the mentality side and mental strength and mindset side and kind of try to cross the bridge in the middle between the two and sprinkled in there is going to be a lot of nutrition stuff, um, a lot of very specific fitness stuff and obviously some very specific mindset stuff, a little bit of meditation, things of that nature. Uh, as for myself, I am a NASM or NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine, educated trainer and uh, nutrition and weightlifting enthusiast. And I've been doing this for about 11 years. And it is something that I am completely passionate about. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to jump right into this episode. Again, thank you so much for checking this out and being here. I really do appreciate it today. Uh, this episode is all about how to dominate when you were down. Now, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because just recently I experienced 
something that I don't personally experience often, but I experience it often enough to know that it's it's a real thing. And I remember every time I do experience this, that other people experience this often. And when I was a little bit younger and uh, still kind of doing some soul searching on myself in terms of fitness and nutrition and everything, I experience this all the time. So it's become less and less and less the further along that I've gotten. And what that is is uh, just being just being down basically in ter- you know in that whole space right I would get down I would lose my momentum I would lose my motivation lose my energy lose my focus lose my drive right all of it uh, I would just get down and when that happens usually the res- like a, a a secondary effect of that a side effect a byproduct of all that is um, you slip up on your diet, uh, you slip up on going to the gym, right? You start missing days, missing workouts. Uh, and, and it's just part of being human really. And, um, I'm going to get into a lot of details here about that whole thing in a minute. But the, the first point that I want to make is that it happens to every single person. Okay. We all get down from time to time. Okay. Now, when it comes to fitness, nutrition, physical health, mental health, all these things, when it comes down to take caring, taking care of yourself and maintaining yourself and having to be on every single day, right? Because really taking care of yourself has no expiration date. It's continuous forever. And because of that, because there is no end, you are on every single day, okay? You're on stage, you have the spotlight on you when it comes to taking care of you every single day. And sometimes that's really fucking hard. Sometimes people slip up. Sometimes people lose focus. Happens to everybody. Now, uh, because it's inevitable, (laughs) it's okay, right? That's the first thing that people need to understand is that it's okay. It's going to happen. Even the most dedicated, hardworking, passionate, uh, devoted athletes, okay, fitness enthusiasts, bodybuilders, powerlifters, fitness influencers, whoever you look up to, whoever, whoever you might follow or, or watch on, uh, I don't know, Snapchat or, or any YouTube videos, vlogs, all those guys and girls, they all get down in the dumps on this stuff from time to time. They all lose their drive. It does happen. Even if they say they don't, I'm telling you it's a lie. They do. But most of them are actually very authentic and will open up and admit that this does happen. Happens to everybody. Now, when it comes to me, I consider myself extremely competitive. Okay, that's just something that's in my nature. Now, it wasn't something that I really recognized and or had like my crosshairs on when I was younger, like a kid. Uh, but the older I got, the more I recognized that I had that in me. So I don't go up against anyone half-ass. It's uh, it's actually kind of a, a bad thing sometimes. So when it comes to sports, uh, hell, board games, video games, um, especially fitness, anything like that, where I uh, am able to compete with somebody, I go all in. It's just kind of who I am, right? I, I'm just, it's just, I have no, no ability to go half speed or anything. Um, so, uh, I'm sure people listening to this, there's a lot of people listening to this probably that share that competitive edge. They share that competitive nature and that competitive like instinct to want to kill, right? To want to dominate. Um, and 
you know, that's great. That's awesome. So that's something we have in common. And honestly, the reality is that because that's, uh, in, in my DNA, you know, that, that doesn't mean that I am able to bring 1000% every single day. Okay. I do still get down from time to time. And anyone who shares that type of mentality and that type of drive and like, you know, hunger to absolutely dominate in something, um, or anything, then that's, this is still going to happen to them. Now, the amount of like effect that that has on people, uh, is going to vary, right? But it's going to happen to every single person. That's why some of the best athletes in the world still have like ridiculous off games and you, you know, they can't explain it. And then sometimes they even get into a, a like a, I don't know, like a rut where they can't play well or compete well for an extended period of time, like a month or, you know, a few games or a series or something like that. And anyone who gets into this situation, if you're able to talk to them, one of the first things they'll tell you is that the mental strain that that puts on the person or on them is the biggest piece of the whole thing, right? It's the biggest component uh, to, to try and come out of it. You know, it's like, it's one thing to underperform in the gym or to miss a meal or something like that. It's another thing to do that and then realize that you messed up and then end up in this spiral of kind of like self-loathing, I guess, a little bit and looking down on some of the actions that you made and wondering why you were able to go down to that level and make bad decisions. And it's a really, really slippery slope. And um, unfortunately, that whole thing can lead to people becoming extremely lackadaisical. Okay, that's that is the ultimate uh, downside to this whole thing. And it happens way too often. Now, a prime example of this is someone who's new to dieting or someone who's new to fitness that has lived a lifestyle that was very lazy and sedentary and just ate a bunch of like junk food all the time and had a really unhealthy set of habits. Uh, that person going from that lifestyle to a positive and healthy and balanced or whatever lifestyle and then starting to slip uh, the you know, this is very common, that type of person often goes back. And sometimes they go back and like, go to a place that's worse than where they were when they started. And it's again, it's unfortunate. And uh, so when I say it's a slippery slope, that's kind of like a worst case scenario. But you know, it's very common. And, you know, another type of scenario that happens a lot is someone who's actually pretty focused on fitness and, and does a really good job uh, day in and day out of grinding and really like putting in the work and, and able to achieve some results and then slipping up a little bit and then ending up on that that slope where they just they plummet and they make uh, like 60 or 90 days of bad decisions. So a couple of months and then, you know, they don't end up like way off the deep end, but they end up several steps back and it happens to everybody and it's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but the whole point of this podcast episode is to bring some light to that and talk about how to avoid that. Okay. Now I've talked about course correction before. It's very similar. I've talked about becoming derailed and then having to get yourself back on track. It's very similar to that. 
but there's some other little nuances and pieces to it. Uh, and they do all kind of uh, have the same punchline at the end, which is you are basically in control, even when you think you're not in control. And those who are able to realign themselves and put themselves back in control are the ones that are ultimately going to win. Okay, now I want to tell you a story. I'm a really, really big hockey fan, if you don't know that about me. Um, I'm a fan of the sport hockey. Now, ice hockey is what I'm talking about. I do live in Boston, so I'm a Bruins fan, okay? But, honestly, I, uh, I'm not as passionate about the Bruins as I am about the sport of hockey. Anyway, a few years ago, I was watching the NHL Network, okay? It's a TV channel here in the States that does nothing but 24-7 NHL hockey coverage. And they were doing something on the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is one of the hockey teams out of Ohio in the United States in the National Hockey League. And back then, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but back then the, the Blue Jackets had an awful team. Like they just, they sucked shit at the time. They were terrible. Their record was awful and they had no no penalty kill whatsoever, no power play whatsoever. Uh, their offense sucked, defense sucked, goaltending sucked, everything sucked. <laughs> and I just remember I was watching this, uh, it was like a pregame interview with the coach. It was like an hour before the game started or something. And I was watching the warmups and I was watching this pregame interview with the coach. I believe his name was Todd Richards and he was talking about hard work. Now, he recognized and he made it perfectly clear that their team was not the most talented team. They didn't have all the superstars in the league on their team. They didn't have the payroll for it. You know, they were in a contract mess, whatever. They didn't have the most skilled roster. And he knew that. And he came right out and said it. But he made a point to say that even though they didn't have the most skilled team and the most talented team and the best power play and all that stuff, he instilled a work ethic on his guys that was in his own words was um was better than any other team in the league and you remember him saying that we might not be the most skilled we might not be the best we might not have the most speed we might not might not have the hardest shot we might not have the best passing but no one in the league is going to work harder than we're going to work no one is going to skate harder then we're going to skate. No one's going to try harder than we're going to try. And no one is going to have the strongest four check in the league uh, than us. Okay. And really what I, what he was saying was that um, their team sucked. He knew they sucked. He knew they didn't stand a chance because the talent wasn't there, but they were not going to stop trying. And it, it totally ties back to that that old school like Roman comparison, uh, because Rome was big on this. You know, you can't kill the guy, you can't uh, you can't beat the guy that never quits, kind of thing. And that was his mentality. Now, unfortunately, in hockey, there's a timer, right? They have to finish the game in a certain amount of time. So whether you quit or not, you know, if you're not ahead by the time that clock goes off, you know, you don't win. But the mentality that he was trying to drive home was that our guys were going to work their asses off for the entire 60 minutes of regulation time and they were not going to stop. And that's that. And that got me thinking, I mean, this was even back then, um, that got me thinking that being the hardest worker, being the hardest working person is always going to be the best decision. That you're, you're always going to be the most notable person if you are the hardest working person. 
Okay. You can be this super skilled, talented person with all this, like this extra gift, these extra gifts that were basically handed to you in terms of talent and, you know, amazing skill. And that's awesome. But without deploying the hard work to put that into whatever place it needs to be, it's all going to be for nothing. Now, on the flip side, if you were not born extremely skilled or you were not born with amazing genetics or some ridiculous talent, all you have is hard work, okay? And, you know, the ability to be creative. And this all ties in directly with fitness and directly with nutrition and directly with the mentality that comes with getting down on, uh, like getting down in the dumps and losing your drive and losing your focus. Okay. It's up to you. If you're in that situation to become the hardest worker, it's, it's up to you to take the situation that you're in and flip it around. Okay. No one's going to do it for you. It's all you now. Coincidentally, all that hockey stuff I just went over that happened. This was like around 2012, 13, something like that. Coincidentally, uh, just after that, I came across a hockey trainer. I think he was on YouTube, but I might have found him somewhere else. I honestly don't remember, but I remember the video very clearly. It was a video of an online hockey trainer, and he was filming a tutorial on some power skating. Uh, and this was, he was on the ice, and he was talking about stuff, and he was talking about now hockey has three periods. Okay. Ice hockey in the NHL is a three period game. So instead of having two halves or four quarters, there's three periods and they're each 20 minutes. And there's this whole thing in hockey with, which is the third period comes around. That's when, um, that's when people are tired and the game naturally typically takes a step back. It slows down the passing becomes a little sloppier. The shots are usually from like really bad angles and all these little nuances come with the third period of hockey. And that's because everyone uses up all their energy in the first two periods. Now his point, what he was talking about, uh, was that because it was a skating training. So it was about skating efficiency and using every stride strategically and not wasting any energy when the blade is touching the ice and you're taking a stride and you're trying to get the most out of each stride, all that shit. Now, he's talking about this and what he's really, what he ends up saying is when it comes to the third period in hockey, that's when this stuff becomes the most important because in the third period is when you turn up all of your energy and you turn on the jets and you become the better player, all right? You can outplay them the entire game, but it's usually for nothing if you can't outplay them in the third period and outplay them really means outskate them. So what he was saying was in the third period is when you need to turn on your skating. That's when you really need to turn it on no matter what, because they're going to be tired. You're going to be tired. And one of you is going to turn it up and skate hard and work hard and ignore the fact that you're tired. And the other one of you is not. And the one of you that does that is the one that's going to win and the one that's going to come out on top. So, you know, 
I know this is a lot of hockey talk. It really has nothing to do with hockey. They just both happen to be hockey analogies, but they make perfect sense. And they just happen to happen to me. Those two situations came into my lap. They fell into my life kind of around the same time. And I think that there's huge value to take away from that. Okay. Because everybody who's going into a fitness or uh, nutrition type of lifestyle change is going to experience what it's like to lose momentum. Okay. And when you lose momentum, right, that's your third period. You've been doing this for 60 days. You don't want to do it anymore. That's when you start to lose momentum. So you can either stop completely and let go of all the hard work that you put in, or you can decide to put on the jets, right? And outskate and outplay and outwork and outcompete your opponent which is you. Okay, you have that option. And the option that you choose is going to dictate the results that you have. So if you have done any of the stuff that we've talked about in these podcasts and you have set a goal and potentially put it on some kind of dream board or some kind of like physical place where you can look at it every day, like a hard copy piece of paper or something, anything, and you have a lot of visibility into that goal on a daily basis, and you have created some kind of action plan, some kind of map to get there, and you've been following that, if you've been doing all of that, and you start to lose focus, and you start to lose drive, okay, getting back into that is going to be the priority, And the only way to get back into that is to, I know it sounds weird, is to make yourself get back into it, okay? And there's no secret weapon. There's no magic. There's no bullshit thing that's going to get you back on that, okay? It's purely forcing yourself to be motivated, forcing yourself to grind through the periods of time when you aren't extremely passionate about the thing, okay? Um... Sometimes it's monotonous. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's just not fun. Okay? But that's what happens. And the best things in the world come as a result of grinding through those periods that aren't fun and are monotonous and are boring. Fitness and nutrition is one of those things. Just like anything great, there's going to be periods of time when it's not the most exciting, fun thing. Okay, the reward is great. Everyone wants the reward. No one wants to work for it. Okay, now you have the option of doing that. You have the option, again, of turning up the compete level in that third period, which is when you fall off the horse and you're not interested in it, right? That's the time when you turn up the compete level and you fucking go right? And you work and you work and you work and you get back on and all of a sudden you're back on top and now you have a story, okay? Not only did you get yourself back in a position where your nutrition and fitness and your health and and all of that mindset is exactly where you want it, but now you have a story. Now you're able to talk about how difficult it was when you were not motivated and not driven and everything was difficult. You were able to come back from that to where you are, you know, at the end of this. Okay. So you have, you have a tail now and that 
is actually very, very important. That's important for you and it's important for people around you that you might want to help. The reason it's important for you is because you can look back on that at any time and say, wow, you know, I, I, I lost all of my drive. I lost all of my focus. And then I was able to find it. I was able to come back. You know, that's extremely, and, and it makes the next time that happens less of an issue to deal with because you know you can come back and it makes the time after that even easier. And then the time after that even easier. And if you are helping other people and you are talking to other people about this and you are sharing that story, you're going to affect somebody's life. You're going to impact somebody somehow. And that is going to be one of the most addicting things that you can like honestly ever do with your, your life. Okay, so all of the stuff, all the experiences that you're gathering by going through your fitness and nutrition and weightlifting and mindset building and all of that, those lifestyle changes, that's not just helping you, but it's very likely going to help somebody else in your life down the road. Okay, I promise. Now, recently I had a day where, it wasn't today, but I had a day where everything was tough. Just everything was hard. I got up in the morning and my dog took a shit in my basement office. All right. That was a great way to start the morning. And I was out of pre-workout. I take the same pre-workout every day that I go to the gym. It's, um, well, I just do and I love it. And I was out and, uh, you know, it's my own fault. I let it run out and I didn't, I didn't order more, whatever. And the morning just did not click like it normally does. There was stuff um, getting in the way. I forgot to pack some things. I had to turn around and come home at one point. Just the day was tough, right? Then I get to the gym. I always work out in the morning, I, I typically. I get to the gym and everything was heavy. You know what I'm talking about? You get those workout days where you think you got it and then you go and you're there and you start throwing around some weights and just everything is heavy. Everything is harder than it normally seems to be for whatever reason, All right? And, you know, the workout, honestly, the workout, I felt like it sucked. Now I'm looking back at the numbers. The numbers were good. I was putting up the right weights and I did the right amount of sets and reps and everything and I, you know, it, it's all good. I just... It was hard. It was harder than usual. And I don't feel like I got a ton out of it. You know those days when you leave the gym and you're just like mentally not fulfilled. Like I didn't get everything out of this like I normally do. And you know, I don't like days like that. And that just set the tone for the entire day after that because for the rest of the day after that, I was moving at probably 70%, 80% of my normal self. And it was because the tone was set that way in the morning. And I and I had a really hard time that day trying to snap myself out of it and get myself back on track. So honestly, by the end, I was relieved that the day was over. I still got all my stuff done, okay? I forced myself to do the things I didn't want to do that day. That was a day where I had to force myself to do everything. Nothing came easy that day, but I got myself through it, and I did everything, and I didn't lose focus, and I didn't lose all my drive because I forced myself to do the things that I know I needed to do, and that's... That's the, the really honestly the difference between discipline that it takes to win and people who aren't disciplined and people who aren't going to achieve the things that they want to achieve. Okay, and again, 
those days happen and they happen from time to time. That, that wasn't the first time that's happened. It's not going to be the last time it's going to happen. And I'm, I guess I'm just ready for it now. And I think everybody can get to that point. Okay. By the time you go through a few of those and you experience them after being so consistently on point for a while, when they do happen, they become shorter, like I mentioned earlier, and they become easier to handle. They become easier to, to take. Uh, it's almost like getting punched in the face over and over again. When one comes, you can almost sense it coming. And then when it hits you, you just you grind through it. You, you know, you, you spit out the blood, whatever you spit out your, your loose tooth or the, t- you know, whatever. And you just, you wipe your face off and you get back up and you go in. Sometimes you get punched again, right, right away. Sometimes you get two, three in a row. Okay. That happens. But you just, again, you just spit the blood out, wipe your face off, right? And you go again and you go again and again and again. And every single time you do that, you get tougher. Things get easier in the long run. You build a story and you build experience, okay? Experience isn't just rings around the sun. Experience is built off of failing and losing and getting punched in the face, okay? (laughs) Honestly, over and over and over again. And that is what it takes to build up that resiliency. So that's, that's it. You know, that's how you dominate. That's how you come back from a loss and you win. That is how you take all of those, that action plan and all the things that map to your goals and you put them all in practice and you actually get to where you're trying to go. That's how you do it. So with that guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode If you have anybody in your life, anybody at all, that needs to hear this message, and I'm sure that you do, share this with them. Link it over to them. Send them the iTunes link. And if you got anything out of this at all, if you found this episode valuable, and if you thought it brought any value to you whatsoever, please go into iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. That would mean the world to me. So again, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for checking it out. And I will talk to you in the next episode. See ya.